You might have noticed a drop in your traction on Facebook over the past year. And just so you know, it's most likely not because people have randomly just stopped caring about you. Nope. It's the evil, elusive, and ever-changing Facebook algorithm that has made it increasingly challenging to connect organically with your fans. Looks like Zuckerberg wants our money to use his platform after all. And because Facebook's micro-targeting ad features allow you to reach your exact target audience, the good news is that means Facebook ads can get your message in front of the people who most likely want your products or services and are not just going to click like and move on with their scroll. So there's a bit of a silver lining here if you're willing to open your purse strings. Facebook advertising is a pretty effective way to connect with highly targeted audiences, the kind that will click add to cart on the world's largest social network. And I have to admit, I have seen some early success in my business with Facebook ads. Since I've begun using Facebook ads to sell my digital programs, I have seen a five times return on investment on my ad spend. And not only that, I've learned a whole lot about the people who I'm trying to reach, specifically which audiences are most likely to buy from me and what language and imagery resonates, to name just a few. So, you know, when you see an ad in your scroll and you're like, how did they know I wanted that? Well, it's not a coincidence, my friend. It's the result of intricate data mining and tracking your activities on the platform. And recently, Apple iOS has rolled out new anti-tracking features on their most recent software update that is keeping Facebook advertisers on their toes. So it's a lot to keep track of, pun intended. And that's why today's guest, Gretchen George, is here today to help you make sense of it all. Gretchen simplifies an otherwise pretty technical topic and gives us her recommendations on what you should be doing online for your business and, although important, why Facebook ads are just a part of an overall integrated marketing plan. She also reveals how Facebook ads can be used as a highly effective research tool, the benefits of split testing your Facebook ads, how you can get started if you're a complete beginner, and the one thing you should absolutely do with your Facebook account today, even if all this stuff flies at a high altitude over your head. It's all about taking it in bite-sized pieces. This conversation with Gretchen is sure to get you one giant step closer to using Facebook as the super powerful business tool it can be. So you don't want to miss this episode. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hello, Gretchen. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to learn from you about Facebook and Instagram ads today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Amazing. I am so happy to have you here. And in the interest of full disclosure, I am just getting started with Facebook ads for my business. And let me just say, 
that is a beast of topic. So already I know that like we're going to chat here for about a half an hour or so and we're probably just going to like skim the surface. But (laughs) anyway, before we get into all of that, why don't you introduce yourself in your own words and tell us how you came to be a Facebook ads guru? Awesome. Yes. So my name is Gretchen George and I'm the owner of Millington and George, a digital advertising agency. And funny, I think because Millington and George, people think it's two people, but it's actually just me. I'm a solopreneur. I'm kicking it off from there. And actually, it's really funny how I ended up here. I really didn't mean to, (laughs) which is weird. None of my background is in marketing or communications or anything like that. But I just landed here. I have a degree in graphic design, a degree in computer information systems. And then I got my master's in enterprise architecture, which really helps a business intersect business and technology and figure out how do they get from point A to point B. And so really that's meant for an enterprise level company. But I was like, how can I take what I've learned from here and apply it to small business owners who are trying to come up into the space. So I have a background, you know, with those degrees, I kind of worked on mobile advertising and online advertising, and I do podcast advertising as well. And then I just like, you know what, I can take all of these skills that I've learned and apply it to Facebook and Instagram ads and help small businesses kind of use that as one of their marketing strategies. Yeah. And I was looking at your website before we hopped on the call, which is gorgeous, by the way, and full of amazingly memorable quotes. In fact, I'm going to read one here. It says, ignoring online marketing is like opening a business, but not telling anyone which I was just like, that's a very brilliant statement. But another thing that I read about you is that you're a bit of a data geek. So I think that that's probably a bit of a prerequisite to finding yourself in the world of Facebook ads, because I know that they're very heavily driven by, or at least if you're doing it successfully, they should be heavily driven by metrics. So why don't we start with the most fundamental question? Why is it important for businesses or small businesses for that matter, to even think about Facebook advertising? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think it's a good thing for small business owners to think about because organic reach has been on a decline for a while now. So when you're doing kind of organic Facebook posts, organic Instagram posts, the amount of people who actually see those posts at any given time is sometimes less than 5%. So less than 5% of your followers can see that post. So it's like, if you want to get your message out there, you want to get it in front of more people. That's where ads come in. That's where they really help. They kind of expand your reach outside of just the people who follow you. Yeah, I know. I've definitely felt the impact of that shift in the algorithm for sure. It's almost to the point now where if you're not putting money behind what you're posting, it's really difficult to get it in front of people's eyes. And obviously, that was part of their revenue generating plan, potentially right from the get go. But let's take it a step further. And what exactly should small business owners be doing online now that there's been this shift in the algorithm? They definitely should still... So I don't want to make it seem like you shouldn't be doing any organic strategy. Like you should still be posting regularly on whatever platform it is, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be. You should still be doing that because it definitely helps build that like, know, and trust factor. It definitely builds up your credibility, I would say. So say, for example, we're running ads and 
But when somebody clicks on the ad, nine times out of 10, they're going to do their own due diligence. They're going to do their own research. So whether they check out your website or they check out your Instagram or your Facebook. So they're going to want to see that you've posted content. So if you're running ads in 2021 today, but you haven't posted anything since 2017, people are going to be like, wait, is this a really legitimate business? Are they actually trying to build an audience, engage with their customers? So definitely keep doing that, but also just keep creating content, using that content as a part of your Facebook ads strategy. Again, it's about building that like, know, and trust building that credibility with the customers you're trying to reach. Absolutely. And I know that Facebook ads and Instagram ads, they're really only going to be one small aspect of an overall marketing strategy, or at least they should be. They shouldn't be kind of your only marketing strategy. Can you talk a little bit about how they would fit into a bigger plan? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's what I preach all the time. Like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, they aren't like the magic pill to your situation. (laughs) They're just a part of your overall strategy. So say, for example, if your business is not seeing clients, how you organically structured it, running ads is not going to all of a sudden bring you in a hundred thousand customers, right? It's like you have to kind of have that really good foundation to it. So I think it's just thinking about how do you prepare your business for Facebook ads? And I think that I have a few tips that hopefully I can share with you today. Like how do you kind of get the foundation there so you can get up and running with those ads? And again, they're just kind of like the gasoline or the fuel to the fire. So if you're putting out great pieces of content and things like that, you can definitely use Facebook ads. And usually when I say Facebook ads, I just mean Facebook and Instagram ads because you run them in the same place. It's kind of easier to just say Facebook ads, but it adds that fuel to the fire. It kind of, puts your business on blast in front of a larger group of people. So yeah, continuing to create that great content definitely would be helpful and beneficial. All right. So let's dig in because you said something really juicy there that you have some tips to help listeners prepare for Facebook ads. Because I think to your point, it's like building a house without a foundation, right? If you don't have somewhere to send them, if you don't have that infrastructure built ahead of time, then you're going to be wasting your money. And we definitely don't want that. So let's hear what tips you have for businesses to help get them prepared for a Facebook ad spend. Yeah, for sure. So I always tell my clients, like your business needs to be primed and ready to go in order for you to see success with paid ads, like you said. So I feel like it's easy, like we kind of mentioned, it's easy to think that I can just put a few hundred dollars behind ads and then I'm going to receive all of this business when that's not necessarily the case. Like you need an overall marketing strategy for your business. Then you need a specific kind of paid ad strategy to make sure it's effective and useful. So the first thing I would say is to make sure your brand is kind of solid, like make sure it's good to go. And here's why, because running ads is again, presenting yourself to a larger audience than you normally would reach. And consumers are smart. They want to see that they can trust you. You want to see if you have credibility, you kind of have skin in the game that they're going to give you money. So they want to make sure that you're a business that they can work with. Your brand has to be presentable. You have to be putting your best foot forward at all time, I would say. And if people can't really understand what you do and what you offer, they're going to go to the next person, right? So making sure your brand messaging is really clear, making sure you're presentable, making sure your website is up to date and things like that. Definitely, I feel like will help your ads because again, like you're saying, you're sending them to a place that they want to know it's professional and a very solid brand. Totally. So make sure that your digital house is tidied 
and clean (laughs) before you start with Facebook ads. That makes total sense because you don't want to send someone somewhere that turns them off. That would just completely defeat the purpose of spending the money. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then another tip I would say is make sure you kind of have your foundation for your sales process ready to go. And here's why. Again, ads are gasoline to the fire. They're just, you're adding fuel to the fire and you don't want to light that match and you don't have the foundation and the structure to handle whatever that is, whether it's the increase in sales, the increase in leads. Like if you don't have that process from start to finish kind of introduction to close of sale, if you don't have that figured out and ready to go, then your ads become ineffective because you're not going to get them to the place where they close the sale, right? Like if they don't know where to go after they've given you your email address or you don't email them directly after with the freebie information or whatever it is, like if you don't have that process really secured and sound for what they do after they sign up with you, then that can make ads really ineffective for your business, I would say. Yeah. And I would say that having some sense of where they are in the sales cycle would be important here as well. Am I right? Right. Yes, exactly. So like just having that data and figuring out like, again, even knowing what your sales cycle is will definitely help with Facebook ads so we can target people where they are in that process and that cycle. Yeah, I like the way you said that you can target them where they are or meet them where they're at because chances are if they're not yet aware of the benefits that your product that you're selling has to offer, they're a lot different than the person who's like, I need that product in my life right now. And you're going to need to approach it a little bit differently. Like customer A, who isn't quite sure what the benefits are yet, may not necessarily be aware that they even have a problem related to your product. So there's a little more like, education and handholding and things like that that maybe need to happen before they're going to hit add to cart. Whereas group B might be like, okay, I need a solution today. And they're the ones who are maybe ready to buy with very little advertising. Right. I love it. Okay. What's your next tip? (laughs) And my last tip I would say is even if you're not ready to run ads, I would say make sure you add that Facebook pixel to your website or to your landing page or whatever it is. And here's why. Like Facebook is a data machine. It needs that data. It thrives off collecting that data. So even if you aren't ready to go, you're still building an audience of people you can target later on. For people who organically come to your website, people who've come to your website, maybe via your social media platforms, you're able to gather them and then later retarget them. So you kind of already start out, like whenever you are ready to go with Facebook ads, you at least have an audience you can already target, a warm audience you can already target. As we all know, I would say targeting people who are warm, who've already kind of made the decision that they're considering your business is cheaper than targeting a cold audience. So just having the pixel there, have it collecting data in the background would be so beneficial for when you're actually ready to go. So you're not starting from scratch. So for listeners who heard you just say that and they're like, wait, what? Pixel? Who? Can you maybe just break down in some super simple terms what exactly a Facebook pixel is and what kind of data it can collect for you? Yeah, sure. So a Facebook pixel is a little bit of code that you put on your website or you can put it on your landing page if you don't have a website. And basically what it does, it tracks who comes to your website, essentially. And it has some additional data in terms of collecting data of like 
what pages they're interested on. Like, where did they land on your website? Did they go to the about page? Did they go to, I don't know, the add to cart page? Like adding those different pieces, again, is a part of tracking where that person is in the sales funnel cycle. So say, for example, you have somebody who comes to your website and they do add to cart, but they don't finish that purchase. Basically, when you run Facebook and Instagram ads, you can target those people who've landed on that add to cart pixel event and specifically run maybe a coupon to them like or a messaging where it's like, hey, I saw you added to cart. Here's a coupon for 10% off your purchase or something like that. So it basically can track where people have come into your business. And it's like a audience collection, a data pool. And you can see kind of where they are and use that information to, to better run ads to them. Yeah. So basically, when you're loading your cart up in Sephora, and then the next day you happen to see that in your Facebook feed, it's exactly. not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it's a little creepy. Like if you think about it, like from a grand scheme of things. But from a marketing perspective, it makes total sense because you want to make sure that that messaging is locked in. Like it's more effective that way. You don't want to target someone who definitely has an interest in your business or an interest in Sephora, for example, and target them with messaging that's like, hey, have you ever heard of Sephora? Like, you know, they're in a different place already. Like you want to meet them where they are. Yeah. And I have to imagine that it's an incredibly effective strategy when someone's like, almost ready to purchase or at least just considering it or at least reading over your sales copy and then a day or two later they're seeing that product again do you have any information around the stats like the effectiveness of retargeting like that I wouldn't say specific stats but I think industry stats is like we are a digital industry in that we are hit with a lot of communication all the time like whether it's our phone whether it's the internet it's the tv we're seeing a lot of different information So people need to see something at least now, I think it's seven to 15 times in order to make a purchasing decision. Like, again, I think it goes back to that tip before consumers are smart, like, and there's a lot of competition in this space. So I think you have to present yourself in a way like, why should they choose you over another company? And a part of that is staying in front of them, staying top of mind. And that's where Facebook ads can help with that, like staying in front of that customer so that when they're ready to make a buying decision, they choose you over a competitor who has been making the effort to stay in front of their customers. Absolutely. So for those folks who aren't super tech savvy, but are very interested in getting this Facebook pixel working for them, is there an easy resource or is there a place that they can go to get some step-by-step instructions for getting the Facebook pixel set up on their website? Yeah, so Facebook definitely has resources itself. They do have Facebook Blueprint, I believe. Or even if it's like a quick Google search, kind of like how do you set up a pixel on your website? You can also come to me as well. I would definitely help you as well. But there's definitely just honestly, if you Googled Facebook pixel, Facebook would be the first thing that pops up and it has some set instructions on how you can add it to your website. Amazing. We'll make sure that we link it into the show notes to make it easy to find because it sounds like to me, even if the tech of things is overwhelming, at least take this one little step and get that pixel set up on your website so that in the future you've tracked the data and you can worry about all the crazy tech difficult things later. But for now, just take that one simple action and get the Facebook pixel set up on your website. Yes. I love it. (laughs) So let's 
change gears a little bit. So I'm guessing that it is part of the overall strategy to also track sort of the return on the investment for paying for Facebook advertising. I'm assuming that most business owners are at least hoping to make their advertising money back, but even better to make a profit off of the ad spend. So can you talk a little bit about how business owners can sort of plan or be strategic about spending advertising dollars with some assurance that maybe they're going to get that money back or even earn profit off of it? Yeah, my first tidbit there is that when you're just starting with Facebook and Instagram ads, it's testing. You're going to have to do some testing. So I think I always try to tell my clients, like, definitely understand that going in day one, you're not going to necessarily make that return on ad spend right away. It's a long game. It's not a quick fix type of thing. Like you have to kind of figure out where your sweet spot is. And that comes with a lot of different testing. So I think they have to come in with the right mindset, I would say, in terms of understanding that this is a long term marketing strategy. And you kind of have to pay to play. Again, Facebook is a data machine. Like the more you feed it, it's kind of like a slot machine, but with better odds. (laughs) And then the more money you kind of put into the slot machine, or maybe there's a better analogy for that, but just the more money you feed it, like the better data it can give you. So just coming into the mindset with it, they're going to have to pay to play to figure out what is going to work best, what copy is going to work best, what images work best, what video works best, what combination of all those things are speaking to their target audience the most. And then once you've hit that sweet spot and figured it out, then you can scale from there. And that's where you really see the profit. So I think coming into the understanding that it's going to take a month to three months to figure out what is working best for maybe that particular offer or maybe the particular client in general. And then they can see the 2x return in ad spend, the 5x return in ad spend, things like that, and even making a profit from it. But understand it that it is a longer game. It's not a quick fix. It's not a magic pill. You can see the return on your investment. You can take the time to learn it, but definitely either working with a professional or agency or whatever the case may be to help you understand all those things. And it's something that can be tracked in Facebook as well. Like well, if you set up your pixel information correctly, you set up kind of that purchase pixel, you can then easily see from reporting what your return on ad spend was from the purchases that came through Facebook. So it sounds like for the most part, business owners should be prepared more or less to not see a return on their investment in the early days as they're learning what's going to work and what's going to stick and what their audiences or their specific audiences are into and what's going to convert them and what's not going to convert them. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely suggest that. I mean, because once you find what it is, you can run that evergreen strategy and just kind of have it always on in the background and kind of help you just bring in the leads or bring in the sales, whatever it is that you're doing. Like, because you took the time to figure out what will work for your business and you understand that this particular ad, this particular copy, this particular image is what really resonates with your ideal client. And it's just a consistent passive income that everybody wants. Like it can turn into that for you, but you do have to do the work and do some testing in order to get there. So you bought a fancy camera or you're thinking about buying one because it's clear to you that there is no shortage of beautiful moments or things in your life that you'd like to capture beautifully. 
but the record scratches because all the dials and buttons and settings are standing between you and your life in stunning photos. Well, my friend, I have just the fix, the ultimate photography starter kit. This free resource includes a recommended equipment list, quick start checklist, and a beginner's guide to creating natural poses and candid moments to give you the confidence you need to dust off that fancy camera and start documenting your moments so they can last forever. The Ultimate Photography Starter Kit is completely free and it is everything you need to get started. So grab yours today at kellylawson.ca slash starter kit. That's kellylawson.ca slash starter kit. And I can't wait to see your framers in my scroll. So how much would you recommend business owners budget for those early days of getting started with Facebook ads? Yeah, I always recommend a minimum of $500 in ad spend. And that's because if you're doing a sales funnel strategy, meaning you're you're taking the people from the point of awareness of your business to purchase, you're going to have to test different things to get there. And I feel like trying to do a full sales funnel strategy from top to bottom kind of awareness to purchase you have to split that money up over different campaigns that you're running. So $500 is a good place. If you have more, like if you have more money to spend, I definitely would say, again, Facebook is that data machine monster. Like, so the more you can feed it in terms of money, the more data it can provide for you. So the more money you feed it, the faster the data can get to you. So I think $500 is a good place to start with if you want to test out, again, that full funnel strategy. But if you do have more money to put there, then I would say definitely do that because then you can learn faster. Yeah. And it sounds like I heard you almost say split test. So (laughs) it sounds like when you're pumping that money in to learn things, well, you got to at least be comparing one thing over another. So can you explain maybe a simple way that a business owner could run a split test on Facebook to start learning things about their audience? Yeah, definitely. I think look at your current organic content. Like say you've put out a video or a post or something like that, that kind of explains who you are as a business or just kind of a topic that you've written on. Like you've seen that it performs well organically. I would take that content and run an ad to it and not just boost a post. I'm talking about actually getting into Facebook back end into its business manager and really kind of set it up. So like you said, so you could split test and figure out like, does it work better if I target just to the U.S.? Does it work better if I target U.S. and Canada? Does it work better if I target women 25 to 54? Or does it work better for women I target? Like you can set up basically these two campaigns to run at the same time to figure out which works better for you, which of those audiences kind of resonate better with that piece of content that you already know works well organically. So you don't have to necessarily spend $500 at the gate. If you want to do that, you could do kind of like a $5 a day type of strategy just to test between those two audiences and get some quick data. But yeah, I would think take some piece of content that's already working for you organically and then just think about who your target audience is and kind of break them down even further and run two campaigns to see which works best. Yeah, it's like a super simple way to do it because you've already validated the content with your organic audience. So if they're already liking it and responding to it and leaving comments, then chances are if you reach out to more people like that existing audience, it's going to work. But you've got to test it to know for sure. So what is the thing that people fear most about Facebook ads? (laughs) I would say they fear 
it not working. I feel like a lot of people have run into different agencies, different consultants who promise or guarantee like you're going to make a thousand percent return on your investment. You're going to make all these different things like and so people kind of buy into that and then they're kind of burned because like I didn't see any of that. So I think that I've run into a lot of people where they've tried Facebook and Instagram ads in the past with an agency maybe and they just didn't get the results that they thought they were going to get or they thought was promised to them. Or I've seen a lot of people try Facebook ads on their own and they wanted to get sales, but then they boosted a post and boosting posts are not necessarily a driver for bringing in the dollars for you. Like that's not what boosting posts are for. So like they boost a post, they're like, I didn't get any sales. And they're like, Facebook ads just don't work. Like, so it's just like, they've done it maybe one time or done it in a very small capacity. And then it's like when it doesn't bring those immediate results, it's kind of like a write off that the whole thing doesn't work. When actuality, it's more so like, either that agency wasn't being transparent, and you kind of need to find a consultant who will be transparent with you who you have more communication with who maybe is more personal part of your team, or they just don't have a strategy behind it. Like, they just, again, think boosting a post will bring in a thousand or whatever, a hundred thousand dollars in sales when that's not necessarily the case. Like there needs to be more of a strategy. It needs to be, again, thinking about that sales funnel process. Like where are you meeting your clients at, like in the process of buying from you and come up with a full strategy for that. Mm-hmm. And I know Facebook makes it really easy to boost a post. I mean, that's kind of their call to action almost all of the time. You post something and they say, hey, this post is doing better than 80%. And it's like they say that every time. And I'm like, how can every post be doing 80% better than every post before it? But then their call to action is click here to boost it. So what exactly is happening when someone does that? Because I'm sure that there's people listening that have spent money doing that because they weren't sure what else to do. Right, exactly. So when you boost a post, it's just meant to bring more likes, comments and shares to that post. So if you just wanted to do that, for example, if you want to do that, that's fine. But if you're thinking like, I'm going to spend $50, boost this post, that is going to get me $100,000 in sales. No, like it's not meant to do that. For some people, it could work. It could work to do that. Some people, it could bring in the dollars for them. But in actuality, like boosting posts is just meant to bring more likes, comments, and shares to that post. It's not even meant to drive people to your website to even look at whatever you're offering, to look at any of your products and services. It's just about that particular post and bringing more eyes and kind of more engagement to it, not anything else. So it's more like an awareness campaign than a sales campaign. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. So what are some of the common mistakes that people make when they're kind of getting these things set up and running? Yeah, I would say what I hear all the time is like, I don't know, like when you get into Facebook's business manager into its back end, there's several different campaigns you can choose from. And they're like, I don't know which one to run. Like, I have no idea. Should I be running an awareness? Should I be running a reach? Should I be running a traffic? They just don't know which one to pick. And so oftentimes they kind of pick the wrong one for the objective that they want to do. So like, say, for example, you run a reach campaign. A reach campaign is not meant to drive sales conversions. It's not meant for people to sign up for your lead magnet or whatever it is. A reach campaign is just that. It's just trying to reach as many people in the audience that you set up in the targeting portion of your campaign. But it's not meant to have them go to your website or whatever the case may be to get them to purchase. So sometimes they do brand awareness or reach thinking that it will 
drive them to that end result and it doesn't. Sometimes they do conversion campaigns, but they don't have enough conversions. With Facebook, you have to be getting, I think, 50 conversions a week for that particular conversion for Facebook to optimize for that campaign. So if you're not getting 50 purchases a week, setting up a conversion campaign for the purchase conversion, you're not going to be effective because you aren't getting that already. So Facebook is going to have a hard time optimizing too. So I feel like one of the common mistakes is people pick the wrong objective when they're running Facebook campaigns, or maybe they just don't do anything because they're like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) That's probably the more likely one. So which leads me nicely to the next question, which is how can listeners get started with all of this? I know we talked about making sure you have that Facebook pixel, which I think is a super solid takeaway. Like don't walk away from this podcast and not do that. It's really important, even if you don't understand any of it and you want to deal with all that later. But what are some other things that businesses can do to just get started, dip their toe in? I would say doing some of those off Facebook type of things. Again, kind of back to my tips, like making sure your brand is set up, make sure you have a good website. So say, for example, if you have an e-commerce business, doing simple things like making sure the conversion rate of your website is a good conversion rate, that will help you when you're ready to run ads. Because like, You can run as many ads as you want, drive as much traffic to your website. But if your website is not converting that traffic to a sale, you just kind of wasted your money. So little things like that, where if you e-commerce, make sure your website is set up or make sure it's doing well. If you're a service-based business, make sure, again, you have a plan for what happens after people give you information. I feel like I've talked to a lot of clients and a lot of prospective clients where I see on their website, they have sign up for my email list. And I say, you know, what happens after that? And they're like, nothing. Like I never send them any email, like nothing happens. I'm like, little things like that with making sure they're getting an email, making sure you're nurturing them, making sure you have that process set up. So say we run a freebie ad or something like that, a lead magnet ad in Facebook, and you already have that back end process. So they get these five emails over the course of seven days or whatever the case may be, things like that. Like what happens after they book a call? Like, because there's nothing worse than kind of bringing people in, driving traffic to these call to actions, and then you kind of leave people hanging. It just all makes Facebook ads become ineffective. And that's when people are like, they've done that. Like they run ads to book to call and then nothing happens after the book to call. Then they're like, Facebook ads don't work. It's like, no, it's a part of the puzzle. It's like, do you kind of have that back end path to closing set up. And I think above all else, I would say figure out who your target audience is. Like it's nothing worse than running ads and speaking to an audience that's not your audience. Again, it becomes a waste of money and becomes super ineffective. So figuring out who your target audience is, I mean, are all the industry stuff, make that client persona, that client avatar, whatever you want to call it, and figure out who you're speaking to so that when you get into running Facebook and Instagram ads, you know exactly who you're targeting, and then you can spend your money more efficiently. Yeah, so really it sounds like when you've got things humming and you know that it's working and your sales are converting well and maybe you put one product in your e-commerce site and I don't know, a few months later it starts to take off, like you know that that's converting well then. So then it's time to kind of ramp it up with the Facebook ads, but not trying to get that first sale from Facebook. That may be a mistake. Yes, exactly. You might strike it lucky, but it's most likely a mistake. Yeah. 
Totally. So the other thing that I was wondering is how folks can get set up, because I know that you can't even find probably a Facebook pixel if you don't first have a Facebook business account. Is that true? You need a Facebook business page in order to get set up. So you always have to like sign in using your personal Facebook page, but then you can create a Facebook business page and then go from there. So whether it's for your business or whether you are your brand, just create a Facebook business page and then you can get a Facebook business manager account. And then that will bring you into the back end of like where you can create a pixel and then set it up. So first things first, I would say Facebook business page and then Facebook business manager account and then go from there. Got it. And so now why don't you dazzle us for a second? What are some of the amazing results that you've seen people get when they have everything set up nicely? They've done their homework. They've tidied up their digital house. What are some of the results that you've seen people get with Facebook ads? Yeah. So for me personally, and I might have failed to mention, but I look to work with kind of high performing mompreneurs. So one of my mompreneur clients, she's seen 2x return on ad spend to date. And she's gotten to the point where she has like a wait list for prospective clients. And we're just kind of so close now that I'm a part of her team. It's like, she'll email me like, Gretchen, we have another client. Like we're so close. And she's like well on her way to seven figures. And which is a very stark difference from when I first started working with her. At first it was kind of like, I just want to hit six figures and just kind of bring more money in for my family. But now she's well on the way to seven figures using Facebook ads in Instagram ads as a part of her overall marketing strategy. Another one of my mompreneur consultant clients has seen 5x return on ad spend for her course relaunch. She had the groundwork, but she knew that she needed to expand outside of the followers she had. She knew that she needed to take it to the next level and Facebook ads became a part of her strategy. So definitely possible. Like you said, when you have things humming, you have things ready to go, you kind of have that foundation Facebook and Instagram ads are definitely a great strategy to include to kind of take your business to the next level. Totally. And I'm sure that you learn things along the way too because of the richness of the data, like you were saying. I know with my ad strategy that I'm working with someone to help me with because it's such a beast to understand. Right now we're testing the difference between showing them one image versus another image. So showing them an image where I'm holding a smartphone to take a photo versus showing them an image where I'm holding a DSLR camera to take a photo just to see which one is more appealing. And sometimes what you learn is surprising. Sometimes you think you knew your audience and then you run a Facebook ad and you realize you didn't know them at all. So are there any examples of people who are making breakthrough discoveries with Facebook ads? Yeah, I would say, for example, my life coach client, video was a big thing for her business. So we definitely ran a lot of video, but then we also compared it to kind of just standard kind of like text post graphics. While the text on the post was very kind of powerful, nothing of her face or anything. Those text posts performed way better than a video of her explaining what the offering was. Like the posts, I think it just talked about kind of like her personal win as to why life coaching works for her. It kind of is very impactful post, but it was no image of her, nothing, not showing her face, just text. <laughs> it worked 10 times better than video. And she's like, what? Like, what? like, why would that even work? Like, it wasn't even a full graphic. It wasn't even like something crazy professional. I mean, I created it, so it was professional, but like, yes. <laughs> like something that was like super digitally enhanced or anything like that, but it just worked. It spoke to her audience way better than any video did. 
Well, and I think for some people that's probably like, oh my goodness, music to my ears, because I think many of us fear, I mean, like you mentioned before, that no like and trust factor. And we think like, oh, great. That means I have to put like a photo of my face and you have to just get comfortable with that. And there's just so many things that people don't like about putting photos up of themselves that I feel like it's a bit of a breath of fresh air to learn that the text is the one that performs better because I think most of us would prefer to put text up instead of our faces yeah. <laughs> yeah. but try it out like obviously I definitely had to encourage her and even some clients I've worked with in the past like I had to long conversations about like show your face let's see what happens when you show your face so I wouldn't say don't do it but that could work for your business if it's all text but definitely compare and test it out like that's what I always say test it out yeah, like, I mean, that's a perfect example of a simple split test is show the same audience just text or a picture of your face and see which one gets more traction. Yeah, exactly. So Gretchen, you have a free resource about helping people get ready for Facebook ads. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I put together five ways you can prepare your business for Facebook and Instagram ads. And that's because, again, I've come across a lot of clients, even prospective clients that I spoke to, where it's like they're just not at that point where I personally, I feel like they're ready to go with Facebook and Instagram ads. So it just kind of walks through some ways you can kind of get your business primed and ready to go to make sure that you can see success with paid ads. It's just very simple things. And I always kind of say, you know, small progress is still progress and don't let anybody tell you anything otherwise. So just like do these little things so that when you're ready to go with Facebook and Instagram ads, you can just hit the ground running. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to definitely put a link to that free resource in the show notes so that it's easy to go and click and download and find and get your digital host tidied up. And I like to finish these episodes with a send off for listeners, like the one thing that they need to do to, and I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is the one thing that business owners need to do today before they do anything else to get one step closer to having Facebook ads work for their businesses? I would definitely say just don't leave marketing behind in your business. Like don't put it on the back burner, make it a priority and come up with a strategy so that when you are ready to go, like you can hit the ground running. So the one thing you can do, set up the pixel. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Also, make sure you're including marketing in your strategy for 2021, 100%. But also, even if you don't even ever use Facebook and Instagram ads ever, just set up the pixel so that if you choose to one of these days that you're ready to go, you have some data in the pot already cooking and you have an audience that you can speak to that you don't have to cultivate from scratch. Absolutely. So don't let your head hit the pillow tonight without at least digging into how to get the Facebook pixel set up. If you're like me, it might require a support call, which might make it take a day or two, but it's so important. So make sure you give that a look in your business. Gretchen, I am so grateful for you generously giving your time and expertise today. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your wisdom. I have no idea how you did it, but you made Facebook ads sound sexy and exciting. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Pixels and ROI and split tests. Oh my. <laughs> I loved chatting with Gretchen. She makes an otherwise intimidating topic feel a little less scary, and I hope you learned a whole lot from her today. If nothing else, I hope you walk away from this episode and get your Facebook pixel set up. 
It truly only takes a short amount of time. And even if you don't do a thing with it over the next little while, the data generated in the meantime could be very important in the future of that booming little empire of yours. And I hope that Gretchen helped to show you that being consistent and believing in yourself enough to make this kind of investment in yourself and in your business is what it takes to be successful. And Facebook ads can get you there if you're practicing what she shared with us today. To find out more about Gretchen and anything mentioned in today's episode, please visit the show notes at kellylawson.ca slash 053. And thank you again so much for tuning in today. I had a lot of fun. Hey, who knew talking Facebook pixels could be so rad? Until next week, my friend, bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.